Enter now the age of apocalypse, Shiga, with your hosts, Dayspring and Scott Free. The name's Cable. Remember it. And the only people who can stop apocalypse are the mutants known as Dayspring, Scott Free, and Michelle. This is Captain America, and we need to defeat apocalypse. Boom! What's up, Familia? Dead Spring here. Get it? Dead Spring here with an episode of Power of X-Men to discuss who we think is going to die at the Hellfire Gala this year. And listen, here on the podcast, we have long speculated that the Hellfire Gala this year was going to be a Red Wedding style event. It's it's happening, and then we get Fall of X. <laughs> you know, it's it was a no-brainer. Something was something big was going to happen at the Hellfire Gala. We also know because of some inside tea I've gone in throughout the years, multiple years, that editorially they have been planning for the third Hellfire Gala since like Hoxpox initially pumped. So the fact that they finally got here has been long planned, and I think, by the way. I think because on the back end, this has been something they've been building towards for a couple of years. That's why we're all so excited about it. You know, there's a couple, you know, when things kind of happen last minute or you can tell that they're just doing something for the sake of doing something or because something's popular in the MCU, you're like, whatever. But I think once the X office is planning on something years in advance, you can see the passion for it and you can get really excited for it. So, you know, I want to start off this video by saying, who do I think is safe? Now, I'm open to being wrong on all of this. We know solicitations are often misleading in in, in many, many ways. And there is a character hmm, that we are going to talk about who appears to be safe because she's going to have her own mini in the fall. I wonder who I could be talking about. But I don't think she's going to survive the Hellfire Gala. I've talked about it before on the podcast, and I'm going to reiterate reiterate those feelings again here. But who do I think is going to be safe? I think Nightcrawler is going to be safe. We know he's going to be <laughs> the uncanny Spider-Man, which I don't know. I, I'm going to have to read. I'm going to have to read. I know Scott Free, Mr. Scott Free, really digs the look. I, I know people have reacted well for Nightcrawler, you know, being being the uncanny Spider-Man. I, I can care less. You know, I think the Spider-Man brand is something that's really popular at Marvel. I mean, No Way Home made $2 billion. So obviously, they are publishing house. They have all these IPs do that crossover. You know, Across the Spider-Verse is obviously a very popular movie right now. As of this recording, it's done really well at the box office. So why wouldn't you throw in an X-Men mutant Spider-Man? And I think Nightcrawler is the best fit for that. So, you know, but anyways, listen, I can go on a, my own rant about that. Nightcrawler, I think, will be safe. Shadowcat with a K. <laughs> so ridiculous. So fucking ridiculous. Shadowcat with a K. Shadowcat, Kitty Pride, Captain K Pride, <laughs> you know, will be fine. So no, no worries on her. I think Cyclops is going to be just all right. I know after free comic book day, Everyone's like, oh, my God, Cyclops was killed. You know, he's not going to be okay if something happens at the Hellfire Gala and they can't resurrect. He's dead. But we saw in the trailer that dropped earlier this week, an ambulance is leaving the treehouse, which is the X-Men's headquarters in New York. So I think I think Cyclops survived the fall. Listen, I, that doesn't make any sense to me. Cyclops has many mutant powers. 
but being able to survive a fall is not part of it. Maybe he's been genetically modified in his resurrection, so we know they can cherry-pick a variety of things in resurrection. We haven't really seen it executed, but you know, the crutch is there editorially because I was mentioned in the initial resurrection reveals during House of X. But Cyclops is going to be fine. Iceman, we know, is going to be fine. I don't think he's going to come out emotionally unscathed from this. I think he's going to be severely traumatized by the events of the Hellfire Gala. But for all intents and purposes, I think he is going to be just fine. I also think Storm is going to be all right. They, they cannot kill Storm. Storm has had her protocols eradicated. So if she dies, she really dies. She dies like Magneto. So, you know, I, I think they're... Those are the characters that I would be like, okay, I, I think they're they're going to be okay. I think most of the Avengers will be fine. I don't follow Captain Marvel, but I know Captain Marvel's book is coming to an end. And she's featured prominently in this trailer. So maybe Captain Marvel could not be okay and be one of the people who dies. I don't know. I, I, I haven't been reading Captain Marvel. So, and I love Kelly Thompson quite a bit, but it's just it hasn't been a book I've traditionally ever picked up. So I think out of all the Avengers, she could be the one that dies, but I think Wanda, Vision, Iron Man, they're all going to be okay. But regardless, this is an X-Men podcast, and we're going to talk about the mutants, Krakoans, Brotherhood, whoever they are, they're all on the same island. We're going to talk about who dies. And I want to preface this by saying I think it is going to be an extinction-level event. I think a lot of people are going to die. But there's five in particular that I'm like, there's no way they're making out of They're They're going to be making out of this alive. And those are the ones I sort of wanted to go through in this list and talk about why I think they're going to die. Now, just because we have this extinction-level event, I don't think Krakoa is necessarily going to be done. I, I've said this multiple times as well on the podcast. I don't want to throw any shade to Krakoa because I think the Krakoan age has done really well at reviving the X-Men from a brand perspective. It has landed. People are excited about Krakoa. That being said, I think after Inferno, or just about Inferno, 10 Lives and 10 Deaths of Wolverine, and and trial of Magneto, I think Krakoa kind of has not made sense to me. I, I don't think the execution for Krakoa has been done well from a writerly editorial perspective. And we talk about editorial a lot on this podcast because as much as I love this fictional universe and I love being you know in, engrossed in it, I used to work in book publishing. I know how things work behind the scenes when you're trying to put together narratives. So, you know, when I'm looking at this, there I, I always have two sets of heads when I'm reading comic books. One, I'm completely immersed in this world. I will take their rules that they tell me verbatim. If you tell me mutants can resurrect now, I 100% believe it. And I'll, I'll in my head, I'll, then I'll be like, okay, well, if you can resurrect here, if, you, if you're going to resurrect 16 million dead mutants, what does that do for the world's global population? You know, I, I take the world building very seriously. So that's one frame of mind I always have. And then the other frame of mind I have is, well, why did they do this from an editorial perspective? What was the editor? What was the writer? What were the publishing execs at Marvel? What was the motivation? behind that so that's sort of how i approach everything when we're when we're doing the podcast so i just wanted to clarify that because i've gotten a couple of dms you know about people being like hey what do you mean when you say you know editorial when you're looking at things from the editorial perspective it's more like the business aspect of it which i think is fascinating and i think we do have to realize that at the end of the day marvel is an ip house intellectual property 
house and they want to make money. They want to thrive. And if something's landing in the MCU, of course, it's going to translate into the comics and vice versa. I think it should always be the other way around. You know, I, I get worried that's not obvious to just everyone out there, but I think you have to establish good comics first. You have to appease the people like me and so many others in the X-Men community and, and generate that good word of mouth. So when it comes to the MCU, we're spreading the word to people who don't really necessarily read the comics or they tune in every so often to read the comics. But anyways, so one thing I do want to mention about what I'm what I've been seeing it with 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 the X Men and and this Krakoan age, potentially hit, you know coming to a pause right now is I don't think we're going to get back to Westchester. I I would really love the X Men to go back to Westchester. I did grow up in the '90s. The X Men for me will always be the school I want to go to. But I think we're going to hit pause in the Krakoan age for Fall of X, which I don't think it's going to be an era. I think it's just a a couple months long event, as we've seen. I believe they Marvel already released the the dates and the reading guide for Fall of X. So I think at the end of Fall of X, we'll get Krakoa back. But I think in the interim, we're going to hit pause. And I just don't think the X-Men are ever going to go back to, to that school in Westchester. Again, that's my preference. I would like to see them. I think the X-Men work best when they close ranks. I like the idea of an island nation full of marginalized people. But again, I just don't think it's been executed well enough to to sell me on it. I think at first it did. Again, just to reiterate my opinions, up until up until Trial Vagnito and Inferno, I was like, okay, I, I'm I'm here with Krakoa. I, I, there are a couple of flaws here and there, but like whatever. It's just started. Like give them a couple of years. But I think at post Inferno, post Hickman's exit, I'm like, oh, Krakoa's not really landing for me editorially. But I think they're going to hit the reset button for Krakoa and it, it will be back stronger than ever. And I think one of the venues that Krakoa will come back is going to be via the Phoenix. We've seen a lot of Phoenix imagery on, on, on the books lately. You know, we know Jean during judgment day was told that she is the Phoenix and we know the five are all adorned in Phoenix emblems for their hellfire gala attire. Now, I hope this is a trust. <laughs> you know, I for me, I, I understand why Hope would be wearing Phoenix symbols for a Hellfire Gala look. Of course, she has ties to the Phoenix. But I don't know why the other five would. So, you know, unless you're going to tell me that Hope's power emanates from the Phoenix and all that stuff, great, but explain it to me. So let's see if it's addressed. I don't think it's going to be addressed. I say that with so much love. I know sometimes I'm a little shady here, but I think we... I think there is there is a need for editorial to tell more focused stories instead of just putting seeds in the background. That's called Claremontine. I forgot who it was who told me it. I think it could have been Zeb Wells who told me that they, they do a lot of Claremontine now, which is they plant seeds in the background and let other writers come and sort of mine them. I think that's great. I, I, I'm going to love that. I think that's so wonderful because it's obviously a nod to what Chris Claremont did so well with the X-Men during the 80s, but it's too much. <laughs> you know what I mean? This isn't like, who's the third Summers brother? And it's an ongoing mystery. I mean, there's just every issue. There's something placed in the background or there's something. And it's like, are you ever going to revisit that? And the answer is probably they will not revisit that or no one cares, right? One of the prime examples of this that always gets me, I always think about it, is that they called Maddie in one of the Bar Sinister newsletters, they called Maddie the red-headed, red-headed pretender who left more than just secrets. Great. 
What do you mean by that? What, what, what Maddie, Maddie's story so far has been pretty straightforward. Maybe we'll see in Dark X Men that being tackled. And I, I'm actually so excited for Dark X Men because we love Steve Fox so much. But you know, we 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 need some of these stories fleshed out. So if you're gonna have the five come in with like Phoenix symbols, I, I wanna I want an explanation as to why that is. Again, I understand why Hope would wear it. And if you want to make the argument that Phoenix, you know, pa- empowers hope, you know, that's great. But it's they've done a good job at divorcing hope from the Phoenix in since AVX. So that doesn't have to be the case. She could be have strong ties to the Phoenix. I'm here for it. But as far as I'm concerned, last time I saw Phoenix, it was with Echo. All of a sudden, now we're bringing the Phoenix back to Gene and the Five. So explain it. I want to. I want to see it. I would love that the Phoenix is a Krakoan mutant symbol. That is, That would be perfect for me. I have no qualms with that. The Phoenix is a deity that has close ties to the mutants. But again, editorially, they have always, they editorially recently, they have been divorcing the mutants and Gene from the Phoenix. And now all of a sudden, it's back. You know, Gene is a Phoenix, and we're seeing Phoenix imagery everywhere. So, you know, I already said who I think is going to be safe. Not saying, obviously, Danny Moonstar. Dust, Marrow, Maddie, Havoc, Archangel, M-Plate. Those characters have already been announced. I think that's fair to say everyone, they're going to be safe. Maybe they're not at the Hellfire Gala. But I think the entire nation of Krakoa is going to be eradicated. And I think we're, we're, we're going to have the Phoenix come back later down the line and help resurrect everyone and maybe you know tap into Wanda's cloud. But let's get into the top five that I think are going to die and number five is krakoa itself i think nimrod is gonna obliterate krakoa and krakoa will die as an island and that's gonna be so sad you know we know krakoa is sentient we know cyber doug ramsey is the voice of krakoa and i think nimrod is gonna attack the hellfire gala and it's gonna go after the major players and i think what better way to end the island nation of Krakoa than killing the living island itself? I hope we get a really beautiful scene where Doug maybe is trying to stand between Krakoa's demise and Nimrod. I know like the argument that Cypher is kind of more of a passive character, but we did see during Necrotia his ability to make make his power more active so he can read body language. He can read architecture. I would love for him to look at Nimrod and be able to read how Nimrod was built and maybe put up a fight against Nimrod. But I think Nimrod, rightfully so, will win over Cypher despite his best efforts and just like pound Krakoa or like stab Krakoa, Krakoa right in its heart. And oh, I got to tell you, it's going to break my heart. It will break my heart to see Krakoa die. But number five is going to be Krakoa. I think the island itself will fall at the Hellfire Gala. I think Nimrod will kill the island. Number four is going to be Exodus. So I don't think another group of people that I think are going to be safe are going to be the five. Maybe one will die. You know, maybe maybe Egg will die. <laughs> or, 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 or maybe Hope because we saw how they could still perform resurrection even without Hope in Sins of Sinister. So I'm not too worried about the five in general. I think maybe we'll get a casualty out of one of them. But I think for the most part, they're going to be okay. But I think someone who is a very devout religious zealot is going to die trying to protect the five. And that's going to be Exodus. 
or Exodius, as as Hammy likes to call him. Shout out to Hammy. But okay, so I think what's going to happen is that Nimrod is going to attack the Hellfire Gala, and we saw that Hope is ready to fight, and we know we know. <laughs> even though it's really contentious right now. We know Hope and Exodus have a very special relationship. They're obviously not on good terms by any means here, but I think Exodus is going to try to protect Hope and by extension, the rest of the five. And I think he's going to make sure that they get off the island. However they get off, remaining, you know, whoever the remaining five are going to be, he's going to defend them till the bitter end so they can leave and we know that the five are going to be out there potentially reestablishing resurrection for the future. And that's something that I think what I when I was thinking of this list of you need to give a glimmer of hope at the end of the Hellfire Gala, no matter how terrible it's going to be. We have to know that the five are still out there, that the phoenix is looming over, that this is not even though things are looking really bleak, there is a glimmer of hope. You know, there was X-Men disassembled a couple of years ago, um, right before we got the Krakoan, you know, age. And it was bleak. I mean, the X-Men were just wayfarers running around the US and it was it was really bad. That's why Krakoa was such a breath of fresh air because we didn't know it was really coming editorially, and then boom, it was right there. But I gotta tell you, if you're gonna do this for the X-Men, I would learn from the mistakes of X-Men Disassembled, which was it was too bleak. You need to offer that little nugget of hope. And I think that nugget will be Hope Summers herself and the five. And I think Exodus is gonna die trying to protect them. Editorially, they've set it up really nicely in Immortal X-Men. I think Exodus has really shined there. We've all wanted to see Exodus shine. He's been defending you know, hope he sees her as a messianic figure. I know they're fighting. I know they have a really contentious relationship, so please don't slide in my DMs. But I think editorially, they have set up hope and exodus. I think they can have a moment here where she looks at him and she understands that he is very devout and he dies protecting her. So I'm sorry to say, I think exodus is going to die. Number three. Oh, and I didn't even think about this until I was putting together this list. And I was like, well, who likely would die? And if you want to know who I think would be one of the best candidates to die, it would be Emma Frost. Number three is Emma Frost, because this is her event. This is an event where they showcased terraforming Mars, right? They revived a dead planet. The Hellfire Gala is like the Met Gala of the MCU, MCU, Marvel Universe, <laughs> the MCU. Well, hopefully one day we'll get the Hellfire Gala in the MCU. But as of right now, it's the, it's the Met Gala of the Marvel Universe. And Emma standing on stage, seeing everyone massacred and her all drenched in blood, her white outfit drenched in blood. And then someone, Nimrod, just comes and like kills her or shatters her if she's in her diamond form. Talk about a dramatic death and again it's because emma has so much writing on the hellfire gala it's supposed to be a bridge between humans and mutants it's supposed to be an event that all the heroes are invited for and presumably people look forward to maybe not after this year but i think emma could die i think she is a likely candidate i think to myself though okay you kill a character like Emma Frost, so she brings in so much readership, though. You know what I mean? Much like Gene, much like other people. But I, I, I got some feels on Gene, so let's put a pin on Gene right now. But I'm like, okay, 
you have Cyclops and Storm. Presumably, Cyclops and Storm will survive. Presumably, they, those two big X-Men characters who have always traditionally led the X-Men are going to survive. We know Maddie is going to be leading the Dark X-Men in a, in a world where the X-Men are needed. I think it's very possible that Emma can die again with the understanding that everyone's going to come back at the end of fall of X with the understanding everyone's going to come back at the, at the end of fall of X. I think you can kill Emma at the hellfire gala and it will be a really big statement. And the books can sort of operate without that character's presence because you have storm and Cyclops leading, you know, whatever X-Men are left or Krakoans are left. And then you have Maddie, who is sort of filling the role of the anti-hero leading Dark X-Men. So I'm sorry to say, Emma Frost, it's her event. She Editorially, she has the right to die at her event. And it needs to be huge, big, like Game of Thrones. Well, Game of Thrones pre-final season. But just right there, drenched in blood, screaming and dying. Number two is going to be Jean Elaine Gray Summers. I don't know if she's still Jean Grey Summers because Jordan D. White said a couple of years ago that their marriage would have been annulled because she died and she presumably would have had a will and that will would have been executed. So legally, Jean would have been dead. So anyway, how how do they handle marriage on Krakoa? I wish that's something that would be addressed, you know, fully out there. So let's see. Anyways, okay, listen, Jean is going to die. But she's going to go into the White Hot Room. I think Jean will save the day for Fall of X. I think she will return with the Phoenix as White Phoenix because we saw in Irene's future timelines that, that she sort of had a vision of. We saw the Phoenix hovering over Earth and fire all around it. You can make the case that this is setting up another Dark Phoenix story and I roll, or you can also say that the, the image is a little misleading and it's just Jean with the Phoenix reviving everything. Regardless, I think she will fall when it comes to who she'll fall during Fall of X. She will fall at the Hellfire Gala, however that may look. And I think the Phoenix will save her and she will go into the White Hot Room. The reason why I think about this is because I believe, again, I said this on a previous episode, so forgive me if I'm repeating myself, but Terry Dodson did one of the variant covers for judgment day and he was specifically told to put a little phoenix effect over gene that was a mandate from editorial and again judgment day we know gene is back with the phoenix editorially they see gene and phoenix as one and the same so if she dies i think the phoenix will come save her we'll get the gene gray mini series where she has to look in her past just like woo, here comes tomorrow and figure out what rent went wrong but i think it's safe to say that our god queen will fall and I'm simultaneously excited and dreading it. I'm excited because I want Jean to have a really good story. I think since she's been back, her stories have kind of lacked. Now, X-Men Red was really great, but then she had X-Men Disassembled, Age of X-Men, and then the Krakoan Age. Jean has not felt like my Jean in the Krakoan Age. So to each their own on how they take their Jean Grey, but editorially she feels a bit stiff to me, a little stiff and not as warm as you would expect from Jean. I think during the what was it, Jean Grey, Emma Frost those that mini-series I, I think we saw hints of that Jean, especially with her and Storm but for the most part Jean has been kind of cold in the, in, in, in the Krakoan age, but I think they've set it up nicely where her and Cyclops are having issues, so her dying would propel you know, a lot of 
emotional beats in a story like Cyclops being like, I can't believe she died again. My wife. I think you have her relationship with Logan. I think it, it, it could be very succulent for them, but she's in the white hot room and she's looking at her past. She's going to find the moment. Everything went wrong. The reason why I'm dreading it is I think you need to address here comes tomorrow. You need to address Jean being dead in the White Hot Room. They have swept this under the, the rug at Marvel that Jean just wasn't dead for those 16 years that she was gone from the Xbox. Jean was very much in the White Hot Room. She was the one who pushed Scott and Emma together. Scott and Emma are together because we have Jean pushing them from the White Hot Room. Never has been addressed. Emma and Cyclops have both had the Phoenix. Never, never has this been addressed. So I think Jean needs to go into the White Hot Room and she's going to come back stronger, bigger than ever, and it's going to save the day for Fall of X. And I think that's going to be a really great story for her. And and we'll see what they set up with her and the Phoenix. But my guess, Jean will die and she will bond with the Phoenix fully again, come back as White Phoenix and revive Krakoa. All right. And number one, I get... I've been getting so many DMs from our last episode that we did where we brought broke down the Hellfire Gala with Sean and Scott. But I think the X-Men nominees are going to die. I think all of them will die. And I was listening to the playbacks and I was like, you know what? I said something clever, which is I would have Nimrod kill them in the order of where they came in at the end. So maybe you start with prodigy and then you go to cannonball and then you go to juggernaut and then you go to jubilee and then you go to frenzy and then you kill dazzler <laughs> our polling suggests that dazzler won i know marvel was like oh it's between three characters fine i i obviously marvel has the results so you know take whatever we say with a grain of salt we did predict the previous two years winners with polaris and firestar and they won by landslides according to our polling and i will say the same thing is true for us, I Dazzler won by landslide, and it's not because we have a certain group of of readers and community members who just like Dazzler. It's I, I like to think Power of X Men is a good cultural sample of X Men fandom, and that's how we were able to get Polaris and and Firestar predicted. And Dazzler to us won. If she did not win at the end of the day, she was she she was definitely in those top threes for for Marvel. But anyways, kill the nominees. In, in the order of which they landed in the in the vote. And that's it. I'm sorry. Why, why even bother have an X-Men vote, right? I They haven't done anything with the characters. If you're going to tell me that Polaris was going to have her own five-issue miniseries, if you were going to tell me Firestar was going to then sit on the council and get a one-off dedicated to her, then I would say, you know what, that secret title that's that that, that Marvel hasn't released, that is going to be the winner of the X vote. Or they're going to join a team there. Fine, you know, but they haven't historically done anything with the winner of the X-Men vote. Whoever's won it, they've just kind of been in the background. They've had a cute moment here and there, but for the most part, they're just there and nothing really happens with them. So I don't have any faith that if Dazzler won or if Frenzy won or if Cannonball won, that they were going to get their own miniseries or they were going to lead a team. No. In fact, I think that... They were just going to die. If this wasn't going to be a Hellfire Gala massacre, I would have said the winner will just be killed somehow at the at the Hellfire Gala, you know, and replaced, you know, kind of like how Dazzler, when Dazzler was supposed to be an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mystique just replaced her. I think they would do something like that. 
Dazzler stands get the short end of the stick. Dazzler is a wonderful character. Dazzler shouldn't even be at the Hellfire Gala because Dazzler cannot make time for it because Dazzler is on the road touring and she's the Krakoan Madonna. She's the Krakoan Kylie Minogue. You know, whoever, the Krakoan Lady Gaga, whoever you want to compare her to, Dazzler would be doing more for Krakoan rights on a global level than anyone else because she is a pop star. Her music slaps. People will be listening to her. People will be going to her concerts. That's how I would position Alison Blair in, in a Krakoan age. They have not, right? She went to the Hellfire Gala in previous years. She wasn't even the headliner for the Hellfire Gala. And I'll never forget, she was in at, at the Green Lagoon Bar. She's like, oh, I got to get ready for the gala tonight. Like, no, if she really was performing, she would have her entire PR team with her. She would be doing hair and makeup. She would be getting prepping for press. She would be doing sound check, all that. She wouldn't just be at the Green Lagoon bar day of the event. Presumably, let's assume it wasn't six in the morning, because some of us do drink at six in the morning, presumably in the afternoon, right? She would be slammed. But anyways, I think, yeah, I think Jubilee, Cannonball, Frenzy, Prodigy, Juggernaut, and Dazzler will die. Those are going to be my top choices for death. Anyways, Familia, you let me know what do you think of the Hellfire Gala 2023 reveals that we've seen so far. I thought the trailer looked great. We talked about it. I think the trailer's hyping me. I'm off the weeklies. I read the weeklies as they come out on Marvel Unlimited. This has me excited. Fall of X and the Hellfire Gala has me excited for what's to come. I think the books are going to have direction now. I think it's going to be really interesting. I think some things are lame, like Nightcrawler being Spider-Man. I'm sorry, Mr. Scott Free. I think Shadowcat with a K is the lamest thing ever. Like, my goodness. But I think it's stuff that editorials trying to course correct and generate interest back. I don't know how sales look in a post-COVID world. I know I used to go on Comicron every month to see how the books were were selling what was shipping what wasn't shipping you know it's their their numbers are skewy screwy now especially since we're living in an age where diamond isn't necessarily the only distributor anymore for comics so you know, comic book numbers are sort of hard to pin down and i'm not even going to pretend to try to understand it but I think regardless, there is a general fatigue when it's come to the x books right now I think the fact that a lot of them haven't stuck or landed, you know, you need to engage readers again. And I think that's exactly what Fall of X and the Hellfire Gala is going to do. So send in your DMs, leave your comments below and subscribe for more videos. I don't know. I, I never know what to say at the end of these things. But anyways, hit that subscribe button, leave comments down below, slide into our DMs, and we'll catch you guys later.